Hello, welcome to This Week in the Word, where we grow in our knowledge of the Word of God and our walk with Christ. We're so happy you've joined us for this episode, and we've entitled this episode for Resurrection Celebration Day on Sunday, April 4th, 2021. We've entitled it simply, Resurrection. Amen. We're glad you're with us for Resurrection Celebration Day. You know, as we talk about the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, it is a day which changed history forever. That's why Satan and the enemies of God, the God-haters, work so very hard to try to disprove the resurrection. The foremost popular argument used against the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ is the wrong tomb argument, that the women, the disciples, the Jewish religious leaders, the Romans, everybody went to the wrong tomb. Now, that's just a ridiculous theory, obviously. Number two is the swoon theory, that Jesus did not actually die on the cross. Rather, he swooned and he resuscitated in the tomb, moved that huge stone that blocked the door, which uh, we know from history would have taken about 20 men to move, and presented himself as the Lord of life after being in that tomb for three days. Now, I'm going to tell you something, folks. The Roman soldiers did one thing really well. They knew how to kill. And when somebody was sentenced to be crucified, it was a one-way trip. I can assure you of that. And the Roman centurion in charge of that detail, he has skin in the game. That one who is condemned to death had better be dead. That's why the spear was put into the heart of the Lord Jesus Christ, and water and blood came out separated, a sure sign of clinical death. So we, so I think the swoon theory just died. Number three, that it was a stolen body, that the disciples who were hiding behind locked doors somehow managed the courage to overtake a Roman detachment of tomb guards guarding that tomb, which bore the seal of Rome, that if anybody broke that, they were under penalty of death, that these very disciples, and you know the whole story, that they stole the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, the problem with that theory, not only is that they were in hiding and they didn't even believe Christ would rise again. They were almost almost the last ones to believe, if you think about it, in a way. You know, the problem with that theory is simply that, let's say they had done that. People have died throughout history for things that they thought were true, but weren't. It would take a very unusual person to die for what they knew to be a lie. And of the 11 disciples, and you can include Paul there taking Judas's place. So of the 12 disciples, as we normally think of them, the 12 apostles, 
Except for the apostle John, every one of the disciples died a martyr's death. And it is said in Fox's Book of Martyrs that the Roman emperor actually tried to boil the apostle John in oil, but it didn't kill him. So that's why he was banished to the Isle of Patmos. So we don't know for sure if that actually happened. I don't have a problem that it did. I want to believe that it did, but whether it did or not, 11 of the 12 disciples died because they knew their witness to the resurrected Lord was the truth, and they signed their testimony in their own blood. The fourth common argument against the resurrection is, oh, well, it was just a a mass hallucination. Well, if you study even a little bit of psychology, you know that hallucinations are not mass events. It's an individual event. And by the way, hallucinations don't eat with you and can't be handled and touched. The Lord Jesus Christ walked with the disciples at various points over a 40-day period after the resurrection before he ascended to heaven. And that ascension, 500 people witnessed the ascension of Christ. So I think we killed all of those ridiculous theories. Jesus Christ is alive. That is a fact. Let's look at the resurrection in history. In every one of the four Gospels, it is detailed as a real, actual, physical event in space and time and reinforced as a literal resurrection in each of the four Gospels and the rest of the New Testament with the evidence being overwhelming in the 40 days following the resurrection. Jesus Christ really rose from the dead. It is the most exciting and the most terrifying news for every person. Let's read the accounts of the resurrection. We're going to read all four of them. You may never have done this. Well, here we go. Now, remember that each gospel writer is inspired by the Holy Spirit of God to give the the resurrection story as they give it. And when you combine all of them together, you get all of the details. But you'll notice that one writer emphasizes some things and another writer does not. But they all agree that Jesus Christ literally, actually, really rose from the dead on the third day. Let's read first in Matthew 28, verses 1 through 7. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, 
for he is risen, as he said. Come, see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall ye see him. Lo, I have told you. Now we're going to read in Mark 16, verses 1 through 7. And when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, had bought sweet spices that they might come and anoint him. And very early in the morning, the first day of the week, they came unto the sepulcher at the rising of the sun. And they said among themselves, Who shall roll us away the stone from the door of the sepulcher? And when they looked, they saw that the stone was rolled away, for it was very great. In entering into the sepulcher, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, clothed in a long white garment, and they were affrighted. And he saith unto them, Be not affrighted, you seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. Behold the place where they laid him. But go your way, tell his disciples and Peter that he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall ye see him as he said unto you. And now let's read Dr. Luke's account in Luke 24, verses 1 through 7. Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulcher, bringing the spices which they had prepared and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher. And they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold, Two men stood by them in shining garments, and as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, and be crucified, and the third day rise again? And now the Gospel of John, in chapter 20, verses 1 through 9. The first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early, when it was yet dark, unto the sepulcher, and seeth the stone taken away from the sepulcher. Then she runneth, and cometh to Simon Peter, and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved, and saith unto them, They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulchre, and we know not where they have laid him. Peter therefore went forth, and that other disciple, and came to the sepulchre. So they ran both together, and the other disciple did outrun Peter, and came first to the sepulchre. And he, stooping down and looking in, saw the linen clothes lying, yet went he not in. Then cometh Simon Peter following him, and went into the sepulcher, and seeth the linen clothes lie, and the napkin that was about his head, 
not lying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together in a place by itself. Then went in also that other disciple, which came first to the sepulcher, and he saw and believed. For as yet they knew not the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. And now we read in Matthew 27, verses 50 to 53. I want you to see something that's going to introduce a subject that will either make you more excited because the Lord Jesus Christ is alive and risen and will be returning, by the way. This will either make you excited for all those reasons or it will terrify you. Now, why am I talking about that? Well, can you imagine the resurrection power Christ exerted when he raised himself from the dead? It also raised others who were deceased believers in God. Pastor Ed, I've never heard that before. What are you talking about? Well, if you read your Bible through from Genesis to Revelation, you will encounter these verses I'm about to read from Matthew 27, 50 to 53. Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, now this is when he's on the cross now, yielded up the ghost, and behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom, and the earth did quake, and the rocks rent. And the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose and came out of the graves after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared unto many. Wow. Then we see in John 11, verses 24 and 25, not only were these raised that day, but watch what Jesus says. Now, this is, this is all happening before the crucifixion and resurrection. Do you remember when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead? Do you remember that? Well, what we're about to read from John 11, 24 and 25, we read what Jesus tells us about something that is extremely important. John 11 24 and 25. Martha saith unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Listen, because the Lord Jesus Christ is the resurrection and the life and death could not keep him down. Satan could not kill him and keep him in the grave because he is alive. We who believe in him will live again, even though we may die on planet Earth. That is great news. And then in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 through 9, we're about to read an amazing passage that reinforces the fact that the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ is a historical event. It actually, literally, really, 
physically happen just as the Bible says. Listen to what the Holy Spirit inspired the Apostle Paul to write in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 through 9. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures, and that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. After that, he was seen of above five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some are fallen asleep. After that, he was seen of James, then of all the apostles. And last of all, he was seen of me also, as of one born out of due time, for I am the least of the apostles, that am not meet to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. What we have here in the passages that we've just read is a clear, bold statement that when the Lord Jesus Christ was killed on the cross and he was buried for three days, that he literally resurrected himself and came out of that tomb through solid rock. That that stone in front of the cave that he was buried in was simply moved so that the rest of the world could see that he was no longer there. Jesus Christ is alive and he is coming again. That is a fact. Did you know that there's more evidence for the Lord Jesus Christ's existence and his resurrection than there is for the existence of George Washington? A scholar said that, by the way. That's not something I just said. A serious scholar said that. What did he mean? He meant simply that the same things that we rely on to know that there was a George Washington who led the Continental Army to victory and who was our first president, the father of our country, the reason we know that is because of all the documentation surrounding his life. We have no photographs. None of us know anyone who knew George Washington, but yet we accept that completely at face value, and we know that simply is true. And the same way we know that, we know those things about the Lord Jesus Christ yet there is more evidence and more record relating to him than there is to George Washington's existence, according to that scholar. Now, I want to share with you, not only is this exciting news that Jesus is, in fact, alive right now, and he's preparing his return, 
And we who believe in him, even if we die here, we shall live again. That's exciting news. You know, when I think about things like pandemics or threats from this group or that group or this government or wherever the threats may come from, or even just dying of old age, I no longer fear death. I want you to know when I was a little boy, and I don't know if anybody ever knew this about me. I don't think anybody did. I feared death. I mean, I really deeply feared it. When I was a grade schooler in, in uh, like third and fourth and fifth grade, I, I worried about that. It terrified me. But ever since the Lord Jesus Christ came into my life as my Savior and Lord at age 16, I no longer fear death. No matter how I get dead, Jesus will make me alive again. Amen. And you know what? The neat thing is I may not ever die. What are you talking about, Pastor Ed? There will be a generation living when the Lord returns in the rapture of the church and takes his church home to be with him. And I may be alive when that happens. If you're a believer in Christ, you may not ever die either. I mean, won't that be great if we are accounted among those who never actually die? You know what, though? Not only is the resurrection in history, the resurrection is in prophecy. This is where we get to the scary part. Just as the historic resurrection of Christ was a real, actual, physical event in real space and time, so the prophetic resurrection of all people will be a real, actual, physical event in space and time. Well, Pastor Ed, isn't that exciting? Maybe not, especially if you are resurrected and you are not a believer in Christ. Listen to what Jesus said himself in John 5, verses 28 and 29. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in the which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice and shall come forth. They that have done good under the resurrection of life and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. The thing that I want you to concentrate on right there in what Jesus Christ said is everybody is going to be resurrected. Those that believe in the Lord Jesus Christ that die before his return. Now we know spiritually, soul and body, they're immediately present with the Lord. You, you draw your last breath on earth. You draw your first breath in heaven in that same instant. We know that from the Bible. That's, that's simply a Bible fact. That we know. But our bodies rest in the grave until that resurrection. But know this, even if you are not a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you will be resurrected. But there's two resurrections, the resurrection unto life and the resurrection unto damnation. Which resurrection will you be in? 
you will face Jesus Christ. It will be a universal, non-optional event. In other words, everybody must participate. But I'm not a Christian. I'm Jewish, Hindu, Buddhist, Muslim, Wiccan. I'm an atheist. I'm a materialist, a good person. It doesn't involve me, right? Wrong. It involves everybody, including you. You know what? You know what would be a great idea right now is if you came under the conviction of your lost condition, if you are not yet a believer in Christ, and you realize that you are going to have to give an account to Jesus Christ for your life of sin, and there's no way you can pay your debt, but you realize that at this point, and you you throw yourself spiritually upon the Lord Jesus Christ as the only one who paid the price for your sin. And because he rose again from the dead, we know that his sacrifice is acceptable to God the Father and that everyone who believes in him will receive forgiveness of sin and eternal life. You see, with Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior starting right now, you can know for certain how your eternity will turn out. And instead of following Satan and all of his losers and being condemned to an eternal hell, you can follow Jesus Christ and come over to his side and be welcomed into heaven and eternity with God. Whatever you have been before, you can become born again, a believer in the risen, living Lord Jesus Christ. If you have questions about that, call 877-247-2426. Some of you are very timid. I understand that. Maybe you don't want to call that number and actually discuss this with anyone. But you wouldn't mind chatting with someone. So go to chataboutjesus.com and you can chat anonymously with someone about your questions about heaven and hell, life and death, sin and forgiveness, and eternal life or eternal damnation, and how you can pass over today from being condemned for your sins to being forgiven for your sins, and you become a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, if you're listening today and you're already a believer in Christ, I hope this reinforces your faith and confidence in the risen Lord Jesus Christ. With his grace, and I I say this humbly, He would have to do it in me and through me. And I believe if I faced it, he would enable me. But in Christ, I would die for the Lord Jesus Christ because I am so certain he is alive and he is God. Amen. I thank you for listening today. I've put one on you today. Some of you wondered, why don't I preach more instead of teach? Well, I just preached it. Deal with it, brother. God bless you. Jesus is alive, and he's getting ready to come soon. 
trust in the Lord Jesus Christ today while there's still time. And if you're a believer, tell others about the Lord Jesus Christ. Send them to this podcast so that they can hear the good news and become a Christian today. God bless you, and I'll see you on the next episode if the Lord does not come first. Bye-bye.